Welcome to the Train Like a Ranger live stream, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep. Uh, tonight, we have a very special guest, Logan Lewis from Black Flag Nation. Um, Logan is a uh, is a Army Ranger 75th vet. He's a Ranger School instructor and has a military prep company, fitness, nutrition, leadership advice, um, motivational posts. Uh, we kind of... Uh, parallel each other and our goals to help people and uh and thanks for coming on logan thanks for your time yeah man thanks i um dude i love i love doing this shit with you because it's awesome it's a good time uh and it kind of shows that we're we're united and just trying to get everybody ready to go man yeah yeah and actually if you guys don't know this is our second podcast together so uh, we're doing this one live the other one we we have talked through a bunch of cool things so be sure to check that out after this one uh, so you guys here live, please, please ask us some questions uh, that you guys have about anything related to fitness, nutrition, military prep. Um, and uh, so how's everything been with you? How's the business going? Uh, business is good. Uh, just kind of working when I can on it. Uh, just working long hours with uh, the uh, RTV gig. So when I get a chance, I'm on and off trying to do my best with it. I got a good group uh, behind the programs and good group behind everything that helps me out. So we've been pretty fortunate to keep going. But uh, what's up with you, man? How's everything going? I see that you're crushing it uh, with all this stuff, man. I, I yeah, try to tune yeah, in to all your shit. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, no, it's going good. You know, we, we're, we're managing things pretty well, especially with all the things that me and Jay have going on. We're both in school. Um, I'm, I'm in physical therapy school. I'm a father. So, you know, uh, we juggle this on uh, when we can and, and we we're managing it uh, better than we hope. But uh, it is we are very busy. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been going great, though. A lot of a lot of support, a lot of good dudes coming by and uh, and we get a lot of good feedback. So, yeah, crushing it. Dude. We do got some questions. All right, let's do it. Um, one popped in, two popped in. All right. So live for thrills says, how do I improve my shooting skills, uh, outside of work? Can't seem to find that happy medium. You want to take that? Or you want me? So I guess he's asking, Oh, um, so I guess what he's saying is he's busy with work and how does he improve mm -hmm. his skill shooting? So maybe he doesn't have time to get to the range. Uh, so there's things that you can do at home. Um, you know, work on your dry fire. Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, dry firing at home is a big one. You know, I actually bought, uh, something called a laser light. Now, granted, it's good to train with a weapon that safely, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those things are great. Yeah. So, yeah. So I actually bought this laser light because, um, so there's a target and, uh, for, for people who haven't heard of it before, there's like a target and you have a, a real feel it's modeled after a Glock and, uh, I would practice dry firing at home and it's nice because it shoots this little laser. And so you can get like a little grouping um, and it kind of gives you like an idea of what kind of sight picture you're pulling. Now, granted, you guys should still, when you can go to the range and confirm that you are going to hit it the same way with the things that, uh, with the pistol that you're going to train with. But, you know, it's great for, uh, it's great if you can find, um, you know, something close to the weapon you're going to use, right? So if you're training with that and you, and you shoot with uh, like a SIG, like a big SIG, obviously that's going to be a way different feel, but still 
you can work on the mechanics. Maybe you can work on your draw and things like that. Um, but ultimately, you will have to go to the range when you have time and work. Hey, on Jen. Yeah. My fiance just turned in. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Welcome to the stream. Uh, yeah. So uh, oh. same, same thing with that. Uh, you can pretty much go on Amazon. You can buy the caliber. So it's uh, for dry fires, but it's basically you're getting your muscle memory down. So when you're like, if you're pulling a pistol, trying to get those sights lined up and everything and uh, working working with uh how you're gonna draw it so like when you first when you pull out every single time it's it's straight on and uh it's just a muscle memory thing so then when you do go to the range you're not super behind with the muscle memory you just need to work on pulling the trigger and uh how to mitigate the uh the wow oh man i can't even think how to mitigate the uh oh man i'm blanking um the uh, recoil. There we go. Jesus, couldn't even think of recoil. Yeah, yeah. So how to medicate your the, uh, the, mitigate the, the recoil? The anticipation so. too. So some people they, they have an issue with, um, you know, like wincing whenever they they're shooting yeah. live rounds. So you know, dry firing is a great great way to, you know, build that muscle memory of not anticipating the shot. So, um, you know, the things like that. Um, so, and I guess it depends too, because we're just assuming pistol, but you know, it depends on what you're, you know, looking to train with, but obviously, you know, you can still work at home, certain things very safely, make sure you are clearing everything and, and being safe, you know, uh, don't yeah. know accidents out there, yeah. but, um, but yeah, there's things you can do at home um, yeah. to improve some things, you know, when you get some time, you know, I had a, I had, I have a uncle who was a competition shooter and he, uh, he did a lot of time because he worked in his office a lot. He did a lot of time dry firing at home, even between calls. He'd be at his desk doing his dry fires and things. And then when he could, he'd go out there and shoot targets and, and things like that. Well, I mean, even like what we used to do while we were in regiment, like it was like a thing as privates. It's like, hey, uh, you got to do 100 mag changes, 100 malfunction drills. So get going on it before you go home. So you're just out there doing everything with your magazines and everything you're dropping them, stowing them, getting smoked because you're not stowing them certain ways and stuff like that. So it's just like, it's all based around how much you work off the off time. By the time you get to the range, all that stuff's there. Yeah. And ready up drills, like how much time, and you especially know as an infantryman, so you, you guys who don't know, I was a Ford observer. So this guy spent a lot more time uh, working his weapon, weapon system than I did. So, um, you know, ready up drills, the mag changes, like that was the majority of the training, you know, that you go out mm -hmm. to the range and obviously we got a lot of range time, but there was a lot of time uh, building that muscle memory. And that's really what makes people a better shooter is that is the monotonous drills that aren't, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you don't do it for Instagram because it doesn't look cool, but it's what works, you know? Yeah, definitely don't do it for Instagram right off the bat. All right, wait until you got a couple hours underneath you. <laughs> I, I still won't even do it. I won't, right. do, I won't do a mag change in front of the Instagram. No way. <laughs> right. um, so uh, we got, oh, I guess the questions go this way. Um, so Justin asked about the YouTube. So we can't do YouTube live. We had some technical difficulties. Um, you guys be sure to let me know how my sound quality is coming in. I know sometimes... It can be buggy on the Instagram side. Uh, now we got, we got Yup Yup says, 
he has an option 40, um, 11 Bravo contract. His five mile time is 38 minutes. Uh, he was told that was not good enough and he needs to get a 35, uh, 35 minutes or lower. Should he back out? No, never back out. I'll let you touch this never, one first. Never back out. Don't quit. Doesn't matter what people tell you all day long. Oh yeah, you should quit because you're not doing it. Screw that, man. Put the work in, run your ass off, put, put all the work in. Hey, if, if they're saying 38 is not good enough, then you, you go run and you put the miles in. That's the thing. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I need to run faster and stuff. You go put the miles in. All right. You will get better. Um, focus on strengthening your legs. Work on uh, step ups. Work on running long distances past five miles. Don't even worry about the time. Just put the miles in so that when you do go run five miles, you're like, man, I've won. I ran seven miles. Screw this. Five miles is two, two miles shorter. Hey, I ran 10 miles. Five miles is half of that. So I can do that quick, quick and I can get it over with. All right. Just put the miles in. Don't back out. Don't quit. Period. It doesn't matter what people say. People used to say the same thing to me. When I got in, I, I was barely running. Like, I think I was running about the same. All right. And I made it, all right? And it's the fact that I would not let somebody dictate if I was going to stay or go, okay? You are the only one that controls what you do. Put your put your time in, go run, go put that. If you really want it, go put the miles in and become better. Yeah, and, and you know, when I talk to, um, when I talk to all sorts of guys who've done all sorts of amazing things, and, and guys, by the way, when you think of Ranger, you should think of Logan, right? Uh, this guy's put in a lot of time. I've talked to a bunch of amazing guests, um, you know, uh, even guys over in other um, selections like, uh, you know, Instructor Z, right, or uh, Brad Thomas. All these guys will tell you the same thing. They'll tell you don't quit. And that's their biggest advice. So, you know, you always psych yourself up whenever you get close to starting things and, and you'll feel like, uh, did I put in enough work? Am I ready enough? Uh, you're never going to feel ready enough. You'll never, ever feel ready enough. You just got to take that leap. And that's my big advice is take the leap and don't quit. Jump with both feet. Uh, Once you jump with both feet, you can't stop. Right. You're on the right after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a good, I saw a good uh, inspirational quote recently that said, don't quit just before you're going to win, which I, I thought that was a great one too, because there's this moment and this kind of goes beyond, you know, oh, I'm starting selection or, you know, but I guess it can kind of parallel there too. But there's this, there's this moment before you accomplish anything where you almost feel like you're losing, right? You don't feel like uh, you, there's this questionable moment that you have of, you know, like almost this moment of, um, of a uh, beat down or just wondering uh, if you're going to make it and things. And right after that, if you don't quit, push on, that's usually when the success comes and you feel that success. So, um, yeah, that's the big thing, you know, is, is just to keep pushing on. There's going to be some days where you doubt yourself. You're going to feel like you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. And, and, you know, if you keep stepping one foot in front of the other, next thing you know, you'll look back and be like, Oh shit, I did all that. Right. Yeah. Um, just like, uh, so I tell some of the younger people that come to me, they're like, hey, what, you know, I'm kind of scared, you know, of going kind of the same things, same questions, and kind of like what you just said, it's the, un it's the unknown because you haven't been there yet. So you need to go there to figure it out. 
And if you leave it unknown, that's where regret is. And it's like, man, I wish I went to go to that unknown and find it. And yeah, it's, it's just, like he said, take two, st- take one step in front of the other and get past the darkness. And eventually you'll see it for what it really is. And it might not be that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. Um, got another one on. Okay. So this is a good one uh, to get your perspective on. Cause I actually, I get this question a lot. Uh, it says thoughts on imports and regiment. So uh, for people or new to that term imports just means people who come from other units who go to ranger regiment right so maybe they're coming in at a higher rank um so what is your thoughts on that and, and advice for that i think so i've had i've seen a lot of guys come in uh that are imports and they kind of have the same attitude they're like oh hey you know i'm i don't know anything and it's like, yeah, I understand that you don't know, uh, you know something, but you don't know how we do it. So uh, the best thing I can say is be humble, like go in there, be willing to learn, be a sponge again, like go back. If you're, if you're going in as a team leader or a sergeant or something, yeah, take some of the experiences that you do have, but then also apply some of those experiences to the SOPs of the unit that you're about to go into. So whatever that squad or everything the first question that you need to be doing is like hey what's the sops here and start asking questions and be like hey how do you guys do this how do you do that because i've done it this way but do you guys have a better way to do it and as long as you're open to uh change and actually changing yourself to be better for the team you're going to be okay the moment that you have problems is where guys come in they're like hey i know it all i don't have anything to learn uh you're going to do it my way or the highway and it's like no, that's not how this works. Right. Yeah, that, that's, I have seen that too. I have yeah. seen that and that, that's a tough time. It doesn't happen as often, but I have seen that attitude. And, they, and those guys have a tough go because um, it's a tight-knit group. And, yeah. and, and you know, uh, Rangers have a tight-knit way of doing things. So if you come from an outside um, place, just just know – you need to come and yeah. you know be a part of the machine and, that has existed. And there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of guys that know that you're coming in from somewhere that you don't know the stuff, and they're willing to put you under their wing and show you the ropes as long as you're there, willing to learn and be and ask questions to be better for the organization. Right. Being a team player. Yeah. yeah I think is, it, the, is the big thing. Big time. Yes. Um, so we got a question on, uh, nutrition advice for college. This is coming from Keenan B. Um, so this is a little bit different mix. So, uh, I like to see that too. So, you know, college, college, uh, college nutrition is a very similar to, you know, uh, nutrition in the barracks. So this is, this translates to both sides because, you know, maybe you guys have limited equipment for what you can use to cook with. You know, sometimes you get a stove top, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have a microwave, uh, just a microwave or, you, you know, there's things out there where you can cook healthy meals and easy. So uh, tools that I suggest you guys look into is um, is a uh, Instapot. So Instapot, you can make all sorts of things. Rice, that's how I do my rice. 
because rice is super hard to cook, right? So I do rice in there. You push a button, right? Add the water. You're supposed to add the rice and push a button. Um, and then you get pretty good rice. Uh, you can throw in, you know, uh, you know, certain meats or, you know, whatever you want to cook. And, uh, and you can do healthy meals. So, you know, we can get real in the weeds with nutrition and, you know, count, counting calories and all sorts of things. But, you know, the way that uh, the advice that I give is look at easy meals that are healthy. So, you know, um, I don't know if that's fitting with the, the question you have. So feel free to ask some follow-on questions and we can clarify more. But do you have anything for that? I'm a little bit more ghetto than that. And my fiance looks at me like I'm a heathen, but uh, I buy minute rice and I pour it in like a microwave safe bowl and I put it in there for like five minutes and that's oh, how nice. I make my rice. And then I got a crock pot <laughs> and I'll do yeah. like shredded chicken and I'll put the shredded chicken over my rice sometimes, or, you know, she'll make uh, she'll make some pretty good stuff too. And I'll, I'll carry that. So like when I'm out in the field, I probably eat like a king out in the field because my meal prep is insane like i'm eating fish chicken pork chop rice broccoli all kinds of stuff out there so it's a, it's a good time but yeah uh it at college it's kind of like barracks uh instapot air fryer if you can get an air fryer they're like 90 bucks um uh, you can probably guess you you get a small one somewhere it's easy to do everything in there it's like a mini oven it's great uh a george foreman grill or a smokeless grill i have one of those i like when it's raining outside, because it rains almost every other day here in Florida, and I can't grill out, so I'll, I'll cook my steaks on there, and it does a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, outside of that, or if, if you don't have, like, a stovetop, go buy, you can buy another stove. You can buy stovetops now, and you can turn them on. They're electric, and you can heat up stuff, but I do everything through either uh, my the air fryer, a microwave or a smokeless grill. Yeah. And you, and you brought up a good point about meal prepping. If you have the discipline meal prep, I can tell you anytime I start uh, a semester, I start off super disciplined, right? I got a whole, got a whole plan that I have, you know, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lay out my clothes every night. before. And then as the semester goes on, next thing you know, I'm grabbing things last minute as I'm going out the door, you know, you get disorganized as you go. So, you know, if you have the discipline to meal prep, absolutely. Um, that's the best way, but as things go along, then you start looking at, if you're trying to eat healthy, you start looking at the quicker options. I figured out how to boil eggs in the microwave and I made a whole post about it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you saw no. it. No, I didn't, but there's something that you could buy on Amazon. It's a little egg thing and you just poke little holes and then you set it in there. It's 10 minutes. You put water in it and it, it hard boils your eggs. And it's like this big and you buy it on Amazon. It's 20 bucks and you do a dozen eggs at a time, hard boil them. It is amazing. Nice. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> but, you know, um, we thought about doing like a, like a barracks cookbook one time. That was one of the discussions we had. But, um, and, and the way that we write our meal plans, by the way, if you're, if you're looking for nutrition programs, I know you got some too. Um, we pick meals that are, that are more simple because we understand most people are busy and on the, on the go. So, and we have a nutrition page uh, on our website that you guys can check out as well. Uh, Logan's got some nutrition programs as well. So, mine's, you know, you mine's got, very, you guys got options. Mine's very basic. Uh, they're, they're inexpensive. They're just very basic down to the point because it's stuff that I've done out in the field or I've 
in the barracks and it's just it's easy on the go stuff for me uh because i'm kind of a little lazy when it comes to cooking a little bit my fiance will tell you all day long that so when it comes <laughs> to cooking i will find the easiest way to do it and set it up and eat it yeah <laughs> so there you go um let me look at uh, question list here so I read My slow, boy. sorry. No, you're good. I'm the same way. I, it takes me forever to read. <laughs> uh, so he's looking, so Alvi, that's how I'm going to say it. Alvi says, anyone want some running, or anyone have some running tips to help at RASP, hill sprints? Um, oh, I think he's saying hill sprints, hill sprints, and more hill sprints. So this is a suggestion. I read, read it as a question. But he's saying running tips to help at RASP run hill sprints. I'm actually uh, I'm a big fan of hill sprints. I run hill sprints a lot, um, so that's that's something that I work into uh, my own personal cardio. I, how do you feel about hill sprints? Uh, I I agree. Uh, I'm a big uh, sled drag guy, so like I like putting the yeah. sled on and drag sled drag, but it kind of does the same thing. Uh, the only thing is make sure if you're going to do hill sprints, make sure you do some backwards a little bit so you work different muscles in there and uh yeah I, I agree hill sprints will definitely help you especially in bedding there is some crazy hills in bedding so uh hill sprints hill sprints hill yeah sprints. There is, uh, we know we know one of uh, one in particular uh cardiac hill right? oh jesus i ran i ran up and down that thing about four times during slc and i was just like yeah this is this isn't for me anymore because I'm probably about, I'm I'm probably 240 pounds, and I'm a lot larger than I was back in the day when I when I used to run that and rip. So, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I get this funny story about uh, when I was going through RASP. So I was 18 years old when I was going through RASP. I was 135 pounds probably, and uh, yeah. we got to the bottom of that hill. We were doing our kit run or whatever, and we got to the bottom of that hill. And, uh, and there was a guy, we all got paired up and there was a guy who was massive in uh, in our group. And somehow I, before, right when we started pairing up, I'm like, somehow I knew it was going to be that guy. Right. So I was like scrambling to get with everybody else, but it seemed like everybody com converged so quick. And then I'm looking over and that guy's the only guy left. I'm like, no. So no. anyways, I ended up hearing that big dude up the hill. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's always the big guy too. It's just like fuck, man, this sucks. Uh, for us, it, they it's called the law, or it's like the terrain run in Rip. It's like the second week or something. It's right before you go to uh, Cold Range, and then uh, you're running with logs. You're doing all stuff, all kinds of stuff, and like the last bit is the last like quarter miles up Cardiac. So like we're all carrying the logs and stuff and then one of the uh and cadres right like halfway and he's like you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and we're <laughs> yeah. now we're carrying half of the people are carrying the logs some guys are carrying like guys on their backs and the water jugs trying to run up oh, i was miserable so yeah it's uh yeah it, you gotta have you gotta have the endurance to just keep pushing i think some things don't change yeah because I had a similar experience and, and you just, uh, you just gave me flashbacks with the water jugs. I forgot we carried those water jugs everywhere. Like farmers carries with these water jugs. 
Um, yeah. So make sure you throw in some uh, farmer's carries in your routines, by the way, because I forgot that's it. What, how much they weigh? Like 50 pounds per jug? Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's somewhere uh, it's like 40, 45 pounds, something like that. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's pretty, it gets heavy too, it's because it. people are like, oh, 45 pounds, that's nothing. I was like, yeah, five miles, six miles in your hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna carry it for miles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I forgot all that. Flashbacks. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So, uh, Jane Line Weaver says, and I'm gonna let you take take the mic with this one um, for for your brand and and what you got there. Um, so J-Line Weaver says, are there any programs out there to help me prep for selection? Um, and he's asking uh, for your programs. Me? Uh, so I have yep. the eight, uh, I have the eight weeks selection prep program. It's something I did to uh, get ready for SFAS, but it's also, I've like, when I got back from SFAS, SFAS I made it pretty decently through um, personal reasons why I didn't get through uh, but I was doing all right with it uh, ended up leaving and a lot of guys were like hitting me up for it so I ended up giving it giving it out like before this is like before black flag they were like hey what's your what's your prep program and I was like oh here you go and I, I finally made it and I was like here this is what I did every day for eight eight weeks straight I took weekends off so it was like five days on weekends off uh, to like recoup and get ready for the next weekend or the next week. So yeah, eight week program is a monster. It gets worse and worse and worse. By the time you're eight weeks in, you're running 20 miles a week, uh, doing almost five to 600 pushups a day. It's it's ridiculous, but uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's had pretty good success getting guys to rasp, but you also have a selection prep program, which does well too. So, I mean, I don't have all, it's not mine. It, well, I have a good one. You, he, uh, train like a ranger has a good one. I highly, if you've done mine or you've seen mine, I highly recommend you go look at his and see which one works for you because they both work. They both get results. We have the backup for it. Like multiple guys have made it because of our selection preps, but I highly recommend checking out both of them. Um, just to get a better look at everything. Cause I might be missing something just because, you know, I did well and some other people might've done well, doesn't mean that it's gonna be hundred uh, percent ready for you. So train like Ranger's programs pro might have that one thing that might make you successful in the future. Yeah. And we actually suggest, we suggest that all the time, you know, like guys looking for variety, like, oh, I did your program. What do you suggest? And you know, maybe we suggest a different program, but we even say, you know, don't be afraid to branch out and try some other things too. You know, uh, I see your reviews and, and I can say between me and him, like we don't know exactly what each other is writing, but we know the results that we're getting. And uh, I know, I know Logan's a good dude and I know he's going to steer you guys. Right. So uh, we kind of got this like collab thing going on. So, um, yeah. so it's good. You know, we got, we got, uh, you probably don't see that a lot, but we like to parallel each other and, feed off each other and um, and get these guys the right information. And something that you do that I really like is uh, is the leadership posts, the the quotes and and 
you're very seasoned uh, veteran. And I can, I want to go off the um, the comment script for a second and, and kind of talk to you about this because um, we were talking about how we got started. So that's that's interesting. You got kind of like a similar story. So people were like, what did you do? And then you drew up a program, right? And it started going off. And then is that when you decided, oh, I got something that I can give to people? And is that when you started Black Flag Nation? Uh, so no, it was at first I was trying to sell it to another, another guy. I was like, Hey man, just give me like a couple, just give me a couple hundred bucks. I'll let you have it. You can sell it. And he was like, no way I'm not touching this thing. And I was just like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, you need to start your own company. You need to do something. I'll help you. I'll help you do it. And I was like, okay. So, um, he was like, okay. And I was like, okay, well, let's, let's. You know, I got typical, all right, typical Ranger story. I got hammered one night and he got me on the phone and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, dude, I can't do this. He's like, no, man, we're good. We got you. I got your, I, I like, he was like, we got you. It's going to be named Black Flag Nation because that's like your thing. I was like, all right, cool. So then I woke up the next day. Don't remember any of the conversation. And he calls me. He's like, hey, man, I got you set up. We got your website. It's coming out. We got, I got your first couple of videos ready. I was like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, Black Flag Nation, man, it's happening. I was like, oh no. He's like, yeah, it's happening. We're gonna do this. <laughs> so I went to overdrive and started uh, putting a lot of the stuff that I've done for like uh, getting ready to compete or uh, stuff that like all my programs that I could think of that I've done in the past, I put down on paper and I was just like, dude, this is so much work. But uh, it's gotten better now. Um, it's kind of leveled out. I'm trying to stay on top of it. I just work a lot. So uh, eventually when I'm not war working long hours, I'll go back into overdrive and I'll start doing more and more and pushing out more. So we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah, that was great. And, and by the way, uh, I got the shorts on right now. I actually use yeah. them all the time for running. Nice. It's super great. It. I'm not blowing smoke. I say that all the time. But I actually wear the shorts all the time, uh, and you know they got the phone pouch here. I like yeah, throw yeah. my phone in there, and I and I do my runs like yeah. these are like my primary running shorts. So nice, um, I love that. I'll have to so send you real. another pair. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure, I, I'll take them, dude. Um, so I do. I I I'm a little jealous, dude. I'm a little jealous about these shorts because we got some uh, we got some decent ones, but not not like this, not like the the lining and the and the, the yeah yeah. The merch is something that we're building up on, but that that is probably yeah. been the biggest hurdle for us is finding good merch that we want to put out and getting the designs and stuff. Um, so, you know, was that was that something that came pretty? So I've always did you have like a good connection? I've kind of yeah, I've kind of been artistic throughout my entire life, and like I've uh, there's other brands that were out there that uh, I fed ideas to. Um, I'm not going to name them, but. I fed them ideas and they kind of ran with some of those things. And that was one of the things too, is it's like, as like one, as a older guy, you know, it's very hard for me to be like, Oh, look at everything that I'm doing. This is so great. Cause I'm very like quiet. I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, let's just let the work speak for itself. Let's do that stuff. But I've been very artistic. There's some other people that's helped me out. Uh, I share them all the time on my, uh, Instagram bio or on my Instagram stories all the time. If somebody does some good workout or some good uh, work for me, I'll blast them out. Like uh, the not a seal design. I can't can't claim that one. Uh, Bandit, Bandit Co. He did a fantastic job of it. He had it 
and it wasn't even for sale. And I was like, bro, I need this. Can you put a Mark 48 on it? And he's like, absolutely. And he gave it to me and uh, he's a phenomenal artist. Uh, he does, he does wonders. But yeah, some of the, some of the stuff I come up with uh, and some of them uh, I'll hit up an artist to take my idea and put it down because, you know, I might not have the time or the, the artistic ability to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's working itself. We've done the same, yeah, resource some things and, and uh it's you know, because you get a different mix of like things that people can come up with. So um, yeah. so no, that's cool. And it, and I want to steer this to you because you're a wealth of knowledge here. So um it's not very often that we get to directly interview a ranger school instructor. Um you know, as I said in the first podcast, when I found out you were a Florida phase ranger school instructor, I almost couldn't let this happen, but I guess <laughs> I, I was traumatized. I did Florida three times. I like to tell people that. Um, so when he told me, when I first heard it, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a ranger school instructor. I'm like, that's awesome. And he's like, Florida. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> totally kidding. But um, so this, how much can you talk about that? Like, oh, I can that, talk all day. Is that something we can uh, go into? Yeah, let's go into it. Okay. Uh, it's no secret. At least I don't think okay. so. Cool. You know what's funny is I did the first podcast with you, and I actually had – guys tab guys reach out and go oh uh that's logan he was my ri you know yeah. they they remembered you you left that yeah uh, like you were imprinted on, on their mind you know so that was cool to see how connected uh everything is nowadays like um you know because e even when i was going through things it didn't feel like the world was this connected and yeah, no. now it's like it, it feels like everybody knows each other and i i've seen i've even seen familiar faces and this is something i've actually been happy to see but familiar faces get on uh you know actually i had actually heard of you i've seen you you from uh from a company down the way um so i'd heard your name before so when i found out you know it was, you were with black flag nation i was like yeah i've heard of that guy before angel uh angel was yeah. you know a first bat guy and uh there's guys that i see around that are now on the internet doing their companies and stuff and i'm like oh crap and somehow we all find each other and have this like um this like draw to support each other so it's that's pretty cool to see how connected and how tight-knit the group is even still yeah i i found uh for the longest time i was following uh i was following cortez a lot i loved i loved what he was doing with the veteran community and that was like the one thing like i felt like i was like man i'm not doing enough like i feel like i am not doing enough for my brothers and stuff so uh, watching him be successful was phenomenal. Uh, it was a good time. I ran into like three or four other first Ranger Battalion guys. I ran into you, but I knew about you before you were starting Black Flag. I think I was already following you at one point and, uh, like, yeah, just coincidence that we were in the same business. Uh, but I knew about you. Uncanna, uh, is another Ranger Bat guy that, uh, I hit like I just randomly ran into and he's been phenomenal support and he's he's awesome too to get talked to. Uh team room design is a ranger. I think he was in the first bat or third bat, one of the bats, but he's he's cool. Um he's kind of busy all the time, but he's he puts out some really good artwork uh for like team rooms and stuff and going away plaques is pretty cool. And uh there's one more. Oh, um Hero Games. He's uh he's in special forces now, but he's a okay. one he's a one seven five guy that uh before my time, 
uh, was in and uh, he's a great dude too. He's always hitting me up and we're trying to get him to do some training with us down here in uh, six RTB. So yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting how we all connect and I actually think I follow most of these guys. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so it, it is, it is, uh, it's something that I like to see and like to promote. And I talk about it all the time. Like if I see a, a ranger out there trying to start a company or do something, um, you know, I try to do what I can to help them out. Um, so yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, it's paying it now, forward. Uh, but get, what is it? It's just, it's just paying it forward. Like uh, anybody that's trying to start stuff, I try to try to tell them my lessons learned, and I'm just like, hey man, this is where you need to go. This is how you need to do it. This is it. And it's uh, it, it. Somebody did it for me when I first started. So and I've been somewhat successful, I think. And uh, so that's it, it's just our job to better the community and get good guys set up. That's all it is. Um, so yeah, go, going to ranger school, I, I was gonna, I've been meaning to ask you, I, I'm genuinely curious because people talk about the changes that have, that ranger school has gone through and things like that. And, um, obviously things change with time. Uh, how different does it look from when we went through? A lot. We've changed it. It is, uh, so like when me and you went through is very, uh, coin based. So counterinsurgency uh kind of like applying you know vietnam tactics and stuff like that now it's very peer near peer uh driven so the op 4 has night vision now so like you're using your ir and stuff kind of goes away can't use that as much uh they're starting to bring out drones the op 4 is going to like drone courses to learn how to operate drones and seek and destroy and stuff so we're we're trying to develop these future leaders to be ready for it kind of goes with tomorrow's war we're just trying to get them ready for tomorrow's war whatever that war is uh near peer and uh prep them and start getting them to think about all right hey i might not be able to crack a green chem light right in the middle of my orp anymore because the enemy has night vision now so now i gotta start thinking about how i'm going to apply my tactics towards a peer unit and uh, how am I going to employ weapon systems with, you know, all this stuff going on? Uh, do I need to go radio silence? Uh, they're talking about potentially having jamming uh, opportunities for the op four. So the op four could jam your frequency. They're trying to right now work on, um, so we have AC 130s and Draco and ISR assets out here to fly around all the time. So what we're trying to do is uh, trying to get into the works to where they're communicating with aircraft now. And it's like, hey, AC-130, I hear that you're in our area. Can you move, move a sensor to this grid and tell us what's going on, the objective? And, you know, they will comply and kind of like work with us. So we're, we're trying to revamp how, this, how the school is going to go and get more hands-on with what you're going to be seeing in the battlefield and i i i love it i think it's great it's a great teaching point for us to it, it challenges us our, our eyes to like be like hey um you're not gonna be able to do this so you gotta figure out different levels and it gets them going uh on the battlefield so it's 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 great i think what they're doing with it is coming out great 
that's that actually sounds really intense because uh you know there, there's a lot more of um of a thinking aspect to it you know you definitely we had that going through too but um but there's so many different levels to to that right especially with uh with the tech stuff that when you said the ir i was like oh man we're adding that element in there you know um you know some, sometimes it's bad to say but sometimes i don't even think i was aiming you know like <laughs> you yeah. get tired yeah. sleepy ranges sometimes your your discipline's not as good you know you kind of go through the motions so you're adding a whole new element to it um that's very interesting you know it, yeah. and that's you know that's realistic that's um it makes sense to do it that way especially with the way the world's heading but um so is is the uh is all the other aspects still there the sleep deprivation with the the starvation is that still on par yeah wow. it's still still pretty much on par um we we have uh the florida phase kind of split up into two sections it's uh the first part of the ftx is you know it's like hey coaching mentoring you know i'll be you know a guy will be struggling with the ccp operations in the first five days and then i'd bring him aside and be like okay look this is how you need to do it this is how you set it up kind of like get him going through and like get his brain going sometimes uh, but then there's the other side which is the resiliency phase so resiliency phase is where you start doing the swamp crossings it's just it's just constant suck it's like hey you're not getting a lot of sleep you're not getting a lot of food you're going through the swamps at night which is drastically tiring for everybody you're crossing you know the rivers or the creeks and everything and you, you're just spending a lot of time moving and you won't get to your patrol base until four or five o'clock in the morning and then you got to be up at 5 30 so uh yeah there is still that aspect so all the old school stuff is still there the principles are still there we're just putting things into the battlefield to make them move their SOPs and start thinking more on their feet and uh, critically think more. So that's what we're trying to do. Get them to critically think through a situation when they are tired, when they are hungry, they can't, they can't just drone off and go through the process. Right. That's a, that actually sounds really intense. Uh, you know, uh, and also I'm very impressed that you are doing those swamp movements on a regular basis as an instructor. Which I don't think people give the instructors enough credit that they're out there making the same movements as everybody else. You know, it's, it's, so two classes ago, I ran into a, it was about a six foot gator on my on my lane, and yeah. the gator out the gator outweighed me, and this is in the middle of the night. So I'm leading out for the ranger students, and I'm like, I got a red head lens on because I need to be able to see like some of this stuff uh, where I'm going and stuff, and they're just kind of like following in trail and stuff and i get to this there's like this little pool right before we get to the crossing point where they do their uh, uh rope crossing and there's like this pool of uh water that's about chest deep you know you, you just gotta wade through it and you're good and uh i see red eyes on the water i'm like what is that and i click to white and it's this big gator and he goes subsurface i was like oh no i was like hey yeah. Sorry, my sergeant major was on the lane. My BC was on the lane. There was a bunch. I was like, dude, this is not the night to have a gator on your lane. And uh, we ended up dealing with it, uh, prodding the bottoms with our sticks and everything. And he kind of like scurried off. And I was like, okay, the gator's gone, right? Now I'm. I walk. Probably I get out of the chest deep, and I'm probably in waist deep, and my legs are a little spread because I'm on the sides of where all the roots are. 
and I feel something touching my boot, and this guy's in between my legs, swimming between my legs. And I, no. I, I oh yeah, I was just like, yo, what the fuck <laughs> kind of and then he scurried off and went past all the rangers. And you can just see all the rangers go, oh, and fall off to the side. And he just scurried off. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, no, never again. <laughs> never that's again. terrifying. Uh, you know, because I like to tell the story. Uh, that's way more intense than my story. Because I tell the story about getting to, uh, I believe it was the Weaver, the one where we saw it. Uh, so we were getting off. Yeah, I think it was the Weaver. So we got off, and there was a gator across but it was across the yeah, river yeah. before we went into the swamp system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I like to tell that story all the time where I was like, are we, are we going in there? Are we really doing this? And, no. Yeah. And we so saw I can't say you had that thing between your legs. Same day we saw. So when we were rowing down the yellow river to go through, uh, a 16 footer crossed the, the river. It was bigger than the boat. It was longer than the boat. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Florida's actually very active with the wildlife, like the black bears. Yeah. Y'all still having the black bears hanging out on the, even the camp? <laughs> yeah, they'll hang out, boars. Um, you have rattlesnakes, pygmy rattlers, uh, diamondback rattlers, all the snakes that we own in the uh, reptile house. A lot of them are caught locally. So. Wow. I didn't know that. So y'all catch it on site pretty much. Yeah, so they we have a pretty good reptile team. They catch a lot of stuff. Uh, some some we've gotten from like donations, like some of the pythons and stuff. But a lot of the rattlers, the diamondbacks, uh, the moccasins, and all them, we they catch them and they put them. They keep we keep them as long as we can. And then obviously we don't try to hurt the animal. But like if they start dwindling in health, we'll release them back in the wild. But yeah. For a while, we have we right now we have a good plethora of snakes. I don't do snakes, so uh, I'm not really tracking one hundred percent what kind we're doing. <laughs> I don't do snakes. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, the rattlers, the rattlers, and the uh, y'all got the diamondbacks out there, if I remember correctly, right? Timber rattlers and diamondbacks, and they got pygmy rattlers. The pygmy rattlers are like this long, and they're like this. And they're tiny. They're the yeah. They're just bad. They're very poisonous. Like yeah, little. Are they still poisonous? Yeah, they're still poisonous. I remember. I remember seeing a diamondback slither, uh, not in front of me, but the guy in front of me. So it was very close. But uh, you know, we've seen them out there. Uh, yeah. But Florida was probably the worst. I would say out of all the phases and wildlife when you're out there. Yeah, especially if it's in the So the course is leading up. Um, yeah, yeah, when they're active. Um, yeah. So um, are the courses leading up, like the wildlife courses, is that is that pretty similar to the way it used to be done, like as far as the pre-work, because it's leading into the phases, or has that changed a little bit? The uh, introduction to the reptiles? Is that what you're talking about, the reptile show? That we yeah, the, like the reptile course and all that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I might have to one day get my curator, get the reptile curator out. I might have to go live for a reptile show so you guys can see how it is, but it kind of defeats the purpose of uh, going to a reptile show. So if uh, you guys want to see the reptile show, come <laughs> to Ranger School and go through Florida phase. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
and we'll see if we got any uh, questions. I'm surprised nobody's talking talking a lot of smack. I've always been waiting for that. Well, Black flag sucks. <laughs> In the comment. Trading, trading <laughs> like a ranger is so much better or something. It's like, all right. And, yeah. Uh, you never know what you're going to get on the internet. Um, but uh, yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, I seen one the other day. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even give this guy the credit, but had a guy asked me uh, a question. He goes, uh, he goes, Hey, he sent a comment. He says, Hey, what song is this? So I tell him it's like in one of the videos and he says, uh, didn't ask. And then he called me uh, explicit. And, uh, I was like, Oh, very nice. Well, I'm on the internet today. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. dude. Good job, people. Um, right. Uh, how do other army units view Rangers? Do they know how, do they know how bad you guys are? I don't know if he means bad as in bad or as in bad as in bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take so it I guess as bad. Bad. We're bad. Right. <laughs> Every, all right. Let me, let me put it this way. And I have come up to this conclusion. Everybody says, well, we're pretty much like the Rangers, but you never hear a Ranger going, well, we're pretty much like the Marines or, Hey, we're pretty much like the 82nd. Everybody's always like, well, we're pretty much like Rangers. So there you go. Right. Something to be said for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 something, you know, I'm glad I went through that experience because um it was something that uh it was very hard and I I gave a lot to it, but I felt like I got out of it what I came to get out of it. And I think that yeah. was the big thing that was nice about going through ranger regiment as as much blood sweat and tears literal blood sweat and tears that you put into it um it it all pays off and and uh and it's fulfillment like uh it really a piece of a of a pretty incredible machine yeah it's it's not it's not in any way uh all butterflies and unicorns and rainbows uh experience uh him and i both probably have had bad experiences and really great experiences and that's pretty much what you got weighed on it's like everybody's you know experiences are going to be different uh for us it was relatively good uh we just you know uh it's how you view your lessons like are, are all your bad lessons that you learn are you taking it with a good sense of uh sense of mind or are you going to let it affect you for the rest of your career. And sometimes it, it does, it makes me, so some of the worst leaders that I've had, so unfortunately sometimes are in the 75th Ranger Regiment. What did that do to me? It made me able to become a better leader of what not to do because I learned through that experience. That's, you know, I, so I took the bad experiences that I had and I applied it to be better in the future. And that's still like something that you gotta do. It's not all good. But you gotta be able to will. You gotta be willing to go through the bad days to get to the good days. Yeah, yeah, it's a mixed bag. You know, there's there's pros and cons to it, and and it goes for anywhere in the military. You know, um, there is you know with anything. Um, I was actually just talking about this the other day. Um, you know, people come from uh, from different units and different places in the military, but it's all you're all gonna give something, and you're all gonna get. Um, different experiences and at the end of the day you know um there's there's this uh there's this banter that we have amongst each other but 
everybody needs to at the end of the day support each other and and look to help each other and and um and uh you know view this as cogs of a one big machine that's working together so um so i know yeah there's there's definitely some things um between you know other army units and rangers and definitely uh <laughs> the way we present ourselves sometimes but um but at the end of the day you know we're all part of a of a big machine you know so um i know there's there's banter but no matter where you come from you should be proud of that as well 100 i don't know if i made any sense i started rambling and i was like i think i got a point <laughs> yeah I, right. circled back I got it. hey i got it <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Hoggy says, "Do you have any funny stories about uh, Ranger medics?" And I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually extend this. Let's do, let's do this question. Let's do. What's your, what's your funniest or fondest memory uh, from your time in the military, or specifically as a ranger? Oh man, uh, my fondest memory in the military, in the in the entire military. Yeah. That's that's fourteen years. You gotta understand for me. Uh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> sadly, sadly, it's not in regiment. Uh, my probably the the most intense moment I think that I've been like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> is uh i did some time at i was unsuccessful so if anybody's a tomb guard or out there or anything like that i didn't get my tomb badge but that's okay uh i i still got the experience and i did some cool amazing stuff but i think when i did my first change and they're like when you change out the guard you go out near the changer and you gotta address the address the crowd and i went out high noon during spring break, there's 2,300 people watching me walk out to the center stage and basically address them and tell them, you know, hey, this is a ceremonial uh, change of the guard and basically go from there. And I wasn't perfect. I didn't do it perfect uh, just because I, I was still training at the time, but I did it good enough to where nobody in the crowd saw me mess up only the experts would sit there and they'd be like hey this is where you messed up kind of it's like you know you're talking like angles you're talking like hey you missed stepping on this crack at this certain way and it's there's it's very orchestrated and very practice so doing that and going out was kind of like my high it was probably the the thing that i could probably compare to combat like probably the highest the high that i could think of just because you're your adrenaline's going and you don't want to mess up because it's been a hundred years. And it, if you mess it up, it's like a, it's a big no, no. And it's like, you got 2,300 people looking at you. So yeah, when I went out and um, did my first change at 12 high noon spring break, 2,300 people watched me do the change out of the guard at the tomb. Of the unknown soldier was a phenomenal moment, I think. That's incredible. I didn't know I didn't know you you did that. That's awesome. Yep. I did it for like it was like four months. So yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So was that after was that after uh like after Ranger Regiment, uh, sometime after or was it right after or was yeah, it, like it was uh so 
I left Ranger Regiment in 2017. I went to the Old Guard and uh, 2018. So the beginning of 2018, I was at the tomb from July to like May, or I was there January to May, January to May. And I basically did changes there and was working on getting my badge and it just didn't work out. Um, it, I had, you know, at the time I had a wife and kid and I barely saw them. So it wasn't much of a change from the Ranger Regiment. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come back and do a regular job. But it was, it was a phenomenal uh, experience. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's hit one more. And then one more. Uh, we're going to close with some, close with our final. I know, some, I know somebody asked for a collab. We'll get back to you on that one day, maybe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we're always working on stuff and, and Logan's a good friend of ours. So that's something I'd definitely be open to. I'm a hundred percent ready for it. J yeah. Um, Jacob says, what specifically gets people to drop out and rasp? Um, in your, your advice, how to best prepare when going in January. Okay. This is kind of, this one's hard to read, but I get what you're saying. Uh, so what specifically do people drop out for in RASP? And he's leaving in January with an option 40. So what advice do we have for him going into the military? I'll let you go first. Um, so the big thing for RASP, and this goes back, this is this is good because it kind of goes full circle to how we started. Uh, people get in their head. They don't feel like they're good enough or they're ready enough. And they decide, you know, you know, they, they get overwhelmed. And uh, and they quit is what happens. That's the biggest thing. It's not even like failing. It's not, you know, not meeting the criteria. The biggest thing that I see in RASP is people quitting. So, um, you know, the bit, the big advice I have for people is, you know, taking the baby steps, um, you know, take it one step at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't psych yourself out. You know, think about what you got in front of you this is next uh, obviously you got things you should prep for and do all these things to to train and things like that but as far as you know what's my next thing okay let's focus on that and let's let's uh how did i say this one time so i said i said uh the saying is how do you eat an elephant i think and then tony got on to me about i don't think we're supposed to be eating elephants but anyways uh how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time right so if you look at this this thing as as this one big huge mountain that you have to climb and it is a mountain um you're gonna get psyched out but if you take it one step at a time and uh and just keep going one foot in front of the other like we said eventually you'll find yourself at the top of that mountain so yeah. my biggest advice is you're gonna believe in january you still got basic training you still got ait you still got all these things and it's good you're thinking about rasp it's good you did your prep and whatever and it's good these guys get these programs get this prep i always suggest you know, being physically fit, going into the military and having that goal in mind. But now once you get there, take it one step at a time. I got to get through basic training first. I got to get through even smaller than that. Got to get through this PT test. I got to get through, you know, the range week and whatever. So um, what do you got for that? Uh, so this is this is something that I always tell, like, uh, some of the people that are, like, struggling. They're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, or how, how do I become resilient? Like, how do I work on my mental toughness? How can I push through it? You gotta, you gotta build that relationship with yourself. Put yourself in difficult situations, push yourself every day 
Um, when I was creating my selection prep program, I wasn't thinking about, oh, what can I do easy today since I went hard yesterday? I was like, no, how can I make myself hurt today so that when it actually counts, I'm going to be able to, you know, put out, I'm going to be good. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you got to push your, you got to push your comfort, uh, your, your comfortable, like what you're not comfortable with. All right. Be like, Hey, I suck at running. Okay. So every day I need to lay out how am I, how am I going to make myself hurt every day? Don't hurt yourself. Don't overtrain, obviously, but make it uncomfortable. Put your brain into uncomfortable situations so that when it actually pops up, you know how to work yourself out of that situation to push beyond where you think that you're going to go. Because your brain's always going to go, oh, I can't do this. This sucks or this hurts. I don't want to do this anymore or this. Hey, if we just quit, we can, you know, you're going to sit there and try and justify it. Screw that. Your body can take so much more and you guys can push so hard that you don't even know it. And all it takes is just building that relationship with yourself and knowing that you're capable of doing so much more than what your brain's going to let you do. So build that, build that uh, relationship up with your brain so that when you get into that point to where you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm about to break. You're like, no, no, I am not going to quit. I will quit tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, guess what? It's not tomorrow. It's today. Tomorrow I'll quit. Tomorrow I'll quit. Tomorrow I'll quit. You keep doing that and you keep pushing. You're going to be, you're going to find that tomorrow is graduation. And then you can quit after that. But then you're going to Ranger Battalion and you can't quit. So tomorrow, 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 tomorrow will never come. If you just keep telling yourself, hey, I'll quit tomorrow. I like that saying that you have. It's like procrastinator brain for quitting, right? <laughs> yes. You said that on yeah. first podcast. I'm like, that's great. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Quit for t- right. Just quit tomorrow, right? You'll be all right. Right. I like that a lot. Um, so I don't want to lose this stream. So we're going to wrap up for tonight. I'm disappointed because I love talking to you. Thank you so much for yeah, your bro. time, by the way. Uh, really means a lot to me and I'm sure everybody I appreciate the invite. This is, uh, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic and uh, you guys are crushing it. So I'm a huge fan. I'm rooting for you guys the whole way. Uh, I always check and check in on you guys. Uh, definitely, especially when you guys are live so I can just watch it and get it and be like, yo, what's up guys? And just, uh, I'm a huge supporter. I've been a supporter before I even started Black Flag. Uh, and I can't wait to see what you guys do further into the future when you know we both take off a little bit more, but yeah i i i'm rooting for you guys i can't wait to see what you guys got in the future thanks so much that means a lot especially coming from from you and and a guy of your caliber and all your experiences so um so again thank you so much Uh, do you have any final thoughts for these guys all right hey for option 40s or ranger school or anything um don't quit don't let anybody think let you believe that you're anything less than everybody else go out there be your own person go do your own experience just because they have a certain experience that's not you go make your own experiences if you need help you need questions don't hesitate to ask myself or to train like a ranger we're here to help you we're here to give you the information the best of our ability uh to make you better or help you through those sticking points all right don't be don't hesitate to ask um, always, always message us. I try to get back to you guys, but we're here to help you. And we want, we genuinely want your success. Like I want his success. He wants my success. We're all here together. We're creating a better community for each other. 
that's that's great and that's how it should be you know um so you know uh i'll go ahead and close off blackflagnation.com right yep okay so i'm gonna loop this together so be sure to check out blackflagnation.com and trainlikearanger.com um we have workout programs nutrition programs merch and apparel uh, some merch like shorts are better than others. Like, highly recommend those shorts. Uh, and as always, much more on the agenda. So, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and thank you, Logan, for your time. And Absolutely, brother. Remember, guys, to train. Thank you. Train to your utmost potential, like a ranger. See you, Logan. And train for tomorrow's war. See you later, bro. Right.